0: We're all protecting you. We, we have all have, um, protected you. you.
1: About my marriage? About what you told us With the mostest? What you told us oh, I, really I don't mean,
0: so ever bring you guys around like Let me tell Let you something, the only thing. If I want to say that, I would have
1: it I'm not really sure what I've done to you, though. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Butter Pop Network. My name is Eddie Estrada, and I'm here with this week's This Week in Bravo, where we give you all the latest news of what's happening in the Bravo-verse that we did not see on the shows. This is what's happening in real time on Watch What Happens Live, Word on the Street, in the blogs. And today, I'm joined by a very, very special guest, Jessica Zadeh from Real Housewife of the West Side. Jessica, how are you doing?
0: Hi, Eddie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. I really am excited about coming on the show.
1: Well, before we get into all the hot goss that we have this week, I want people to know where to find you and let them know kind of a little bit more about who you are and your podcast and all that. So why don't you give us a little bit of an introduction?
0: Yes. Thank you. So yeah, my name is Jessica Zadeh. I have a podcast called The Real Housewife of the West Side because I am a housewife and I live on the West Side of LA. No offense to you guys, to Armin. I I don't do eight one eight. I'm so sorry.
1: Oh, I'm I'm from um, the but, South Bay. I live in Redondo. Don't worry, I don't do the eight one eight oh, either. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're a three one hour too. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, So that's my podcast, and I talk about Bravo. I talk about pop culture. I just had um, Grant Rudder on from Grant's Rants. We went into Scientology. We went into, just like down a deep dark <laughs> hole into that. Um, I also talk about more personal stuff, like marrying into a Persian family, which has been a, a whole experience in and of itself. And, uh, yeah, I did a book review. It's, it's lots of fun. So yeah, you can find it on, um, iTunes, Spotify, Real House Story of the West Side. And then my Patreon is patreon.com slash r h o w.
1: And if you guys aren't following already, please make sure you guys are subscribed on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and iTunes, and now Spotify by searching Hot and Bravo. And then we're also on Twitter and Instagram by searching H O T and Jessica, how can they find you on Instagram and Twitter? Are you on Instagram and Twitter?
0: I am. My Instagram is really, really long. It's literally <laughs> the name of my podcast. I'm at The Real Housewife of the West Side. If anyone can come up with a better name, please let me know. Um, and then Twitter, I am. At RHO Westside.
1: Perfect. Well, make sure you guys give her a follow because already she's amazing. She's been on our podcast before. We've been on hers. Armin and her have a long relationship. This is our first <laughs> time hanging out and dishing the dirt. So I'm super stoked to get into it. So, our first story today is about Vicki Gunvelson from Real Housewives of Orange County. And she is fil- filing a lawsuit against her ex boyfriend, Brooks Ayers. Now, if you guys don't remember, Brooks is infamous for faking cancer. That's all you need to know. He's a dirty <laughs> little scoundrel who faked cancer. Well, um,
0: and I feel like I need to bring up the – since there's a lot of news about teeth this week, I, um, if you haven't already, please go to Google and type in Brooks Ayer's teeth before and after because it's just amazing.
1: Teeth it's- that Teeth that Vicky probably – bought it for him, correct?
0: Oh yes. Well no, she full out said it that she bought him his veneers and I forget how much she said she spent on it, but yes, she bought him his veneers and God knows what else. But yeah.
1: Well, we need Camille Grammar to do a full takedown of Brooks' <laughs> teeth. So that's what we really need on Watch What Happens <laughs> Live know. is like Andy to bring up the photo of Brooks' teeth before and after and have <laughs> formal dental hygienist Camille Grammar let <laughs> us know about what what's going on with the gums. Oh my God. Well well back to that back to Vicky. Um, She has filed completely. She is accusing Brooks of failing to pay back $184,000 she loaned him in 2011, as well as paying back $81,000 she loaned from attorney, attorney fees stemming from litigation between 2013 and 2015. He owes this woman, like, almost
0: $300,000. Yeah, and I'm... I- I mean, I know we'll get into a little bit about the the specifics about, you know, why he owes that amount. But I'm kind of wondering, like, are the teeth included in that? And like, (laughs) either give the teeth
1: back or the money. One of the two. Exactly.
0: One of the two. (laughs) And I think she I think I remember her saying she bought him like hair transplants. Like she really did a full on makeover on him. So I am really curious to know if that is included in this sum.
1: I mean, she gave him everything, and he literally yeah. drove her into the ground that season. Like, that was the hardest year for her because her mom died, and then this was happening, mm-hmm. and it was brutal. We did a full um, Housewives History on this season where we did, like, a deep dive into season five, and it was so much fun. Um, so if you haven't listened to that, guys, make sure you guys go find that Housewives History of Real Housewives of Orange County. Um, but Vicki is accusing Brooks of breach of written agreement, breach of verbal agreement, Fraud, misrepresentation, and other claims related to money. So basically, she's like, "You said you were going to pay me back. You wrote down you're going to pay Mm -hmm. me back, and now you're claiming you can't pay me back, and this is fraud," which is fair. (laughs) This is like literally a fire fest situation. But Vicky's life, Vicky's life is fire fest. It it,
0: it really is. Yeah, I think. I mean, Vicky's life has been that for a while. But um, okay, another thing I'm curious about: why is this? Filed in Nevada. I thought Brooks was living in, like, Arizona or something.
1: Honestly, who I, I have zero idea. Like, there's got to be some reason or some law or some, like, weird thing that she needs to file in Nevada for. Like, I feel like there's something that's to her advantage for her filing in Nevada as opposed to, like, California and Arizona. Maybe it's, like, a mediation situation. I'm not sure. Like, I don't really know how law works. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not married to Eric <laughs> Girardi. And... <laughs> I have zero idea how any of this works. Tom Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, like, I mean, this only seems fair. Like, if you give someone almost $300,000 during a relationship in the idea that they're going to pay you back eventually because you assume that you guys are going to be together for a really long time and then they don't, I want my money back.
0: Yeah, I would, too. And the fact that, I mean by the way if it's, you're going to talk about defrauding her financially he didn't just defraud her financially he defrauded her in many other ways too so i mean assuming that she didn't know about you know cancergate and all that stuff but yeah i mean brooks is brooks is a piece of shit and yeah she i'm totally team vicky on this one i mean i can be somewhat of a vicky apologist uh just because i, I you know whatever she's been there since day 1 and i it's Psycho as she can be. I'm sorry, I will always love Vicky. She gave us the family van and <laughs> the, I family don't know, van. She... <laughs> the family memes. van.
1: Everyone is like, me wait, me when the Uber comes. Like all of those memes now about that van.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, God, I love her sometimes. But yeah, so I, I hope, I mean, this probably won't be resolved quickly, but hopefully she'll get some of it back. But I don't think he really has anything to give
1: back i mean she needs to start like siphoning from his like paychecks like do one yeah. of those like garnishments you know like the dorit and, dorit, dorit yeah D- dorit and pk can let her know how to do that because they're getting their wages garnished now because of pk's <laughs> infidelity and money um so i mean the, the housewives really can just help each other out and you know like send a text to be like you know you need to take some of his money because even if he doesn't have it i'm still getting that money one way or another like he can sell those freaking yes. teeth to pay me back
0: just take off those caps put on ebay
1: yeah exactly like these are brooks (laughs) airs teeth that i bought for him handled by vicky i'm sure she could get a pretty penny for those for sure
0: (laughs) oh my god but
1: i am also team vicky so i'm with you on that but that kind of makes me ask you jessica yes back in new york were you team bethany or team carol I know this oh. is, might be bringing up like hard like PTSD from that season because it was like <laughs> I mean we had fights in the Butterpop studio about Bethany versus Carol, but I just want to know.
0: I, you know, yeah, as as my therapist said, it's a it's a deeply rooted issue for me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I you know that was interesting because initial I kind of vacillated between the two. Initially, I was Team Carol, and then I came back to. Teen Bethany and I can, you know, I really I go back and forth with Bethany in general. I did recently go back and watch Bethany Ever After, which is I don't know if you've done that, but I highly recommend it because it's like I, I mean it's basically like a psychoanalysis of Bethany and it kind of explains like why she is the way she is and whatever. It's very interesting. So I don't know, I do have a lot of empathy for her in a lot of ways, but then in other ways I'm like, okay, you need to like, you know, relax. Um, so I don't know. I, I would say, okay, if we just talk about the season as a whole and base it off like how the reunion ended, I would say I was Team Bethany.
1: So I was Team Carol and then I was I was Caroled by Carol and I became Team Bethany essentially. Um, but it doesn't matter anymore because it seems <laughs> like Bethany and Carol are talking again. So Bethany revealed that Carol Radswell, who used to be like her BF until they had their big split, um, reached out and sent a card after Dennis died. And then they ran into each other and Carol told Bethany that she had a dream about her the night before. Very bizarre. But it's very weird. It's very weird. But I think it was very sweet and it was really nice of Carol to send that card to Bethany about Dennis because, as you know, Carol lost her husband and Mm -hmm. she understands how it is to lose the love of your life, which it seems like that is what Dennis was for Bethany. And I, I think that was a really, really nice gesture. What do you think?
0: I do too. I really, you know, yeah, I was just actually watching the Watch What Happens Live after show when she was on and just side note, Bethany's boobs, like, wow.
1: Yeah, I was like, um, what is going on here, Bethany? I was like,
0: I know, me too. I was like, does she get new implants or is it the bra? Like, what? I was like, that's a little much. Um, <laughs> a little Dorit adjacent. A Dorit but,
1: adjacent. Bethany, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Anyway, yeah, she said, she, you know, Carol set the card, and then she also talked about how Carol's, I guess, it, I don't know if it's still her mother-in-law, but her deceased husband's mother, Lee Rodswell, you know, recently passed away, and I guess Bethany texted her, and she just was like, yeah, it was just nice and clean and whatever, and I think... I I don't know. I think it's nice. I don't think that they're they will ever be close again. But like Bethany said, you know, they run into each other here and there, and they're civil and whatever. And I don't know how much of the drama was kind of like you know brought up. I'm sure the show exacerbated it. You know, if it was just happening in regular life, it wouldn't have been such a intense situation. Um, But no, I think it's nice. I don't think they'll ever be close again. But I think that they will be. You know, it'll be fine. It'll maybe be like. Like how Bethany and Jill are now.
1: No, I agree. I don't think that um, Bethany and Carol will ever be as close as they were. Um, But I am happy to hear that they are kind of, you know, more civil and more calm when seeing each other. And there's still a semblance of a friendship there. And, I mean, they've had so much history together. You can't just throw that away and just expect it to be gone forever. Like, you're still going to have feelings. You're still going to care for that person. And it's just really nice that both of them are going through hard times right now. And both of them are reaching out to each other because they know that's what's needed. So I'm I'm right. loving this story. I'm happy that they're, you know, they're talking. But they just won't be that, you know, two peas in a pod that they were. So Right, right, yeah. Well, speaking of peas in a pod, we have another couple that we're going to talk about. My transitions are killer, by the way, Jessica. Like, if you haven't known, I can smooth in no, and out, slide slide from topic amazing. to topic. I um, love it. But let's talk about Harry Hamlin and Lisa Rinna, which is probably, you know, I think there's a lot of like hot house husbands and hot house wives, but like I, that doesn't matter to me when I look at Lisa and Harry because I think their relationship and their marriage is. Perfect. I think they are perfect for each other. and I love them. And Harry actually revealed what works, wicks or words work, like why they've stayed together for so long, especially in Hollywood when it's so hard and you see people getting divorced and remarried and dating and cheating all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, Lisa and I are of the same mind. When you get married, you get married. So we have a very functional relationship and we respect each other and listen to each other and admire each other and we let each other be. We're not helicopter husband and wife. Now I've never been married. You are, but you are a housewife. How real (laughs) is this? Like, is this easy to do? Are you like a helicopter husband and wife? Like, let me know, like, if this, if this (laughs) makes sense to you. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, I've, I've never heard the term helicopter husband or wife. I've heard the, term helicopter mom, you know, like a mom that kind of, you know, with their little kids, they're like, you know, micromanaging every single little thing. Um, I mean, I haven't, but I've only been married a year and a half. So I have, you know, nowhere near Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin. Um, like, but I would say, um, I don't know. Yeah. Marriage is hard. Um, it's, it's definitely, I mean, my husband and I, we, moved in together when we got engaged. So I would say our hardest part was actually before we got married, just because we'd never lived together before. And, um, yeah, but so yeah, marriage is hard and it takes work and sometimes it's really fun and amazing. And sometimes it's really annoying. Um, but (laughs) I do believe in, um, I I think this is what he's saying in, in helicopter, husband, wife, like, you know, you have to have your own time to like, like you have to be able to be autonomous. You have to be able to, you know, like, okay. You like, I tell my husband all the time, you go with your cousins, you go, whatever the fuck you do, you know, go have sushi and smoke hookah and whatever. I don't want to be there and just have fun and then come home and he's you know happy because he gets to go do that and they get to talk about whatever the fuck they talk about and I like you know going with my girlfriends and doing something and it's I think that's what he's I think that I think that's what he's saying too is like
1: let someone live don't be like hovering and so micromanaging of them in the relationship like let them be
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can, I, and it honestly like kind of annoys me when not annoys me, but I don't know. I just find it like a little much when people are like, Oh, my husband's my, Oh, you know who I heard this? No, I don't remember who I heard it from, but someone said, you know, when people say like, Oh, my husband's my best friend, whatever. And they're like, your husband's not supposed to be your best friend. Your husband's supposed to be your husband. (laughs) And like, I like my husband is not my best friend. Like I, I mean, yes, I love him and he's my partner, but if, Like I'm not gonna have the same conversations with him that I'm gonna have with my best girlfriend. Like I'm not gonna call him up and be like, "Oh my god, I've had my period for a week and my vagina hurts." Blah blah blah. Like I'm not gonna tell him that, you know. So I feel like, I feel like you need your. It's just different. So I don't know. I and I feel like Harry Hamlin and Lisa Rinna. They do. You know, this week she was talking about he goes camping and she has no desire to do that, which I completely support. Um, we, my husband and I do, I've said this before on the podcast, we go to treat people hiking and we see Harry frickin' Hamlin there quite often. Really? And and yes, they live right by there. And, um, so, you know, sometimes he's alone and sometimes he's with Lisa, but, and I think he's a little more, you know, shy and subdued. He always just has his little earphones in. And, um, I think they're both, you know, I've met both of them and they're both, lovely 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 i have nothing bad to say about them and i think they're adorable and um
1: yeah i mean yeah i mean he's also talked about how they're like complete opposites and that's also what makes them work and i think that also yeah. applies to what you were saying is like they're not best friends because they don't do every single thing together every waking moment together like that's a bit much and i agree like it i feel like that's month. almost yeah. obsessive <laughs> um yeah. but it's I, I like I like this idea like I mean I'm currently single I'm not in a relationship None of that. I'm not getting married, not engaged. But this is, like, good things to know, like, as I'm going into, you know, like, the dating world and all that stuff is, like, you Mm -hmm. need to make sure you let the other person breathe. Like, you can't be, like, oh, it has to be about me all the time. I have to do this 100%. And, like, looking at myself now, I'm, like, maybe I was, like, a helicopter person in, like, a relationship sometimes. (laughs) Because, you know, like, sometimes you, like, get jealous and angry and, you know, envious. But I feel like you need to find that balance of respect and trust Mm -hmm. to where you can have a fulfilling, long relationship. Like, you and your husband and uh Lisa and Harry. So
0: <laughs> I don't know if you could really compare the two, but <laughs> I I mean, yeah, we really just kind of do. But yeah, I you know that and that's actually what I, I always talk talk about going to therapy. I'm like my therapist does. Um, but no, that's actually something that my therapist did tell me is because you know, they always talk about the beginning of a relationship, like the honeymoon period, and it's like it is true. Like in the beginning of when I was first dating my husband, like I, you know, couldn't wait to see him when you, we were going to date. It was always like so exciting. And that's one of the things that, you know, she talked about. She's like, sometimes it's good to, you know, spend, I'm not saying like move out, but like spend, you know, like you do your separate thing, you do your separate thing so that when you do come together, it's more exciting rather than if you're together on top of each other every, you know, sh- 24-7 you're like oh my god you again like it's a little it's you like, know it gets- <laughs> I have
1: to see you again I literally just saw you an hour ago like lunch yeah. dinner like choose one please
0: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but I loved we were just talking about this before I loved um I'm loving this Try I don't know, this like Bermuda Triangle of tweets between Harry Hamlin, Lisa Rinna, and Nicolette Sheridan, which I think is amazing.
1: Yeah, so wait, just for the listeners, if you don't know, Harry Hamlin used to be married to Nicolette Sheridan, but on that- the show, Lisa revealed that there was some cheating involved and, you know, that him and Nicolette broke up. And it was all because Denise Richards' new husband was also married to Nicolette Sheridan, it was oh a God. whole mess of things. So that's that's what we're talking about is like they started tweeting about this situation and whether or not it was true or not. So, Jessica, yes. take it away.
0: Yes. So, and and by the way, and obviously I'm team Lisa and Harry on this, but I I mean the rumor that um that Nicolette Sheridan left Harry Hamlin for Michael Bolton, that rumor's been around forever. This isn't anything new. So, um, you know, I whatever. I don't that I for me that's just like evidence as to you know they're not lying um but so Harry Hamlin replied to uh Nicolette Sheridan's tweet because Nicolette Sheridan basically just sent out a tweet regarding that episode of Beverly Hills from I don't know it was a two weeks, two or three weeks ago, when they were all at Lisa Rinna's house. And yeah, Denise was talking about like, Oh, by the way, we have some things. in common. (laughs) Um, So and Nicolette Sheridan referred to it as fake news. So Harry tweeted back, he said, regarding fake news, what's it called when your wife of one year suddenly goes to bed with a pop singer, dot, 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 two weeks after your mother dies? I did a whole lot of stuff with my, with my wife nose to nose, but ending our marriage was not one of them. Uh, because Nicolette Sheridan had said we ended the relationship nose to nose, whatever. She made it sound like very, you know, amicable or whatever. Yeah, Like
1: they talked it out. It wasn't a cheating yeah. situation. Like they, they ended the relationship before she got into bed with the Bolton.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, and then Lisa Rinna got involved, which I just, I was like, I'm totally here for this. She, um, uh, so then Lisa said, I guess on her Instagram story that she said, my bad, I'm sorry, Nicolette. I forgot to thank you also. Thank you for, fu- thank you for fucking Michael Bolton and cheating on Harry while married. I thought I'd take the rot- the high road not to tweet this. Nah,
1: Uh, See, this is why I love Lisa Rinna, because Lisa Rinna has no shame. She's messy as hell, and she owns it. This is, like – and I also have to say, I think another reason why Harry and Lisa work so well is because Harry's actually a Scorpio and Lisa's a Cancer, and those are, like, a power couple in, like, astrology. Like, I'm a Scorpio, so I'm always looking for my Cancer, but – I yeah. act more like Lisa Rinna than a Harry, so I need to find a cancer that's more like Harry. And I because I'm the Lisa Scorpio, because I would do this in a heartbeat. God I'd it. be like, "All right, bitch, let's air Wait. it out. If you want to air it out, we're gonna go to town." Like, <laughs> here's what's happening. So this is this is honestly why Lisa Rinna might be my favorite. I think she is my favorite housewife. I, I have no shame. Lisa Rinna is my favorite housewife of all the housewives. Oh my
0: god, me too. I I fucking love Lisa Rinna. I she can do no wrong in my eyes, and I yeah. And I, you know, I've said this on my podcast before too, like of all the different housewives I've had, I've had encounters with or whatever, that like, she's the only one, like, you know, we've run into each other at soul cycle a couple of times. We ran into each other at the Glen hiking, whatever. And still as she's always so nice, like she's not an asshole, which regardless of your, if you're a celebrity or not, like that's kind of even when like a regular non-celebrity is not an asshole I'm like oh my god that's so refreshing you're (laughs) like
1: like, in this in LA especially it's hard to find nice people like everyone's fake and everyone's bitchy
0: yes yes and so it's you know still at if I see her at soul cycle she'll not that she knows who I am or whatever but we go to the same class enough that if I you know like make eye contact with her she'll be like hi honey so she's 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 nice and she doesn't, she doesn't have that air about her. Like there's a certain housewife that I've also seen at soul House cycle who looks like she acts like she's like fucking share walking into soul cycle. And I'm like, really, you just, you, you need to relax. So that's what I love about her. She has no, you know, she picks up her own dry cleaning. I stars are just like us. You know, I, <laughs> I
1: fucking Lisa Renan's the real deal. No, I, I love that. She, is, she yes. I've, I, have not met her. I She's the one that if I think I met, I'd be the most starstruck meeting just because I adore her so much. Oh my God.
0: You, I I don't, you've, okay, so you've never heard about the first time I, well, the first time I met her was actually a really long time ago. It was back when I was in college at UCLA and I, went to her store that was still open in the valley and I bought um I think I bought like a couple pairs of jeans in a bag and for some reason I only had cash with me and I was short like a little bit of change whatever and there was this bitchy young girl behind the counter and she was like it's blah blah, blah. she's like do you not have it and she was being really bitchy and then they have like these curtains behind the register and out pops Lisa Rinna and she's like honey don't worry about it you can pay me back later Never paid her back, by the way.
1: But <laughs> she's gonna uh, come for you. Don't don't reveal that on the podcast. Lisa Renna is gonna like, helicopter to you come for
0: her like forty five cents or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But um the first time I saw each other, saw her. It was like a year, maybe longer than that. too. ago, I ran into her in the bathroom at Soul Cycle. Oh my god! And I had I thought I was going to have like a coronary. I I came out of the bathroom. We, there's two sinks in the women's bathroom at that soul cycle. I was on the right side. She was on the left side. And I was just like, you know, whatever, minding my, my own business. I went to wash my hands. I look up in the mirror and I literally gasped. I was like, <gasps> <And laughs> she looked at me like, like, what's wrong? And I go, you're Lisa fucking Rita. <laughs> and she just started laughing and I felt like such an idiot. Oh and I God. was like. Because I was saying this to someone else, it's like I don't get starstruck by the people you would think I would like, like someone like Julia Roberts. I'd be like, whatever. But I was just, oh my god! And she just started laughing, and then whatever. I don't even remember like what we talked about, and um, and then we walked into the studio together, and she was like, "Come on, honey, let's go." And <laughs> it was just like I, it was one of the best days of my life. Like it was amazing. I I was.
1: I mean, I'm completely like jealous of that story. Like, I now I'm like, okay, we need to talk off the mic, and I need to know what soul cycle class that is because this summer I might be joining <laughs> you at a soul cycle class or two. I might even wear a wig to get into the bathroom just so I can have my <laughs> moment with Lisa Rinna. Um But incredible, that's incredible. I love, I love that story so much.
0: See, yeah, stars, and, they're just
1: like us. Stars
0: are just like us, yeah. And she, you know, I where I go to Pilates is right by her dry cleaner and she picks up her own fucking dry cleaning and um, yeah it's I, I just, yeah I love her she's she's one of my favorites but yeah so um, the tweeting I was just reading if she was if she tweeted anything else but um, yeah I think that was it but then and of course like Nicolette Sheridan fired back and she was like you may not want to share the truths to be public blah 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 and then there was this whole debacle about some woman that harry may have cheated on and yeah, i know people juliet people, yes thank you juliet and i know people were saying like oh is this what kim richards was alluding to and and then did you see on lisa's instagram they yeah had
1: so they they showed her.
0: her yeah they yeah. had lunch with her and her either her now husband or her boyfriend or whatever and you no know, i think it's I think it's all fine, and I think if there were, like, dirt or some kind of weird skeletons in Harry Hanlon's closet, like, I'm sure they would have come out by now.
1: Well, evidently the story is is that Harry was with this woman, and he there was some, like, abuse of some sort, and he basically got her blacklisted from Hollywood, and she's never forgiven him, and Lisa's kept the secret and taken it to the grave, and, I mean, by... Her coming out and being like, this is not true, I think that's a really big step, because this has been a rumor around Hollywood for a long time, and I think it was what Kim Richards was alluding to. Um, yeah. But it's all good in the hood in Beverly Hills, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> the Hamlins and, you know, Lisa Renna and maybe Nicolette Sheridan, they might not get along in the near future, but that does not matter, because Lisa Renna is still killing it on our screens and in our soul cycles. But... Let's let's move from Beverly Hills down to the ATL because we need to talk about Nini. There is a problem on Atlanta and the problem's name is Nini. Uh, <laughs> Nini is upset that once again she is being painted as the villain and this is the edit that she's getting. Um and I mean if you've watched the most recent season she is getting the villain edit. She's she was got crazy over the girls trying to go into her hotel or her closet and she was always late in japan and got left behind because you know she had to take her own time to do everything and she's being kind of you know i mean she's being very honest and open and real with the whole greg situation but it's people are saying it's coming off as entitled and kind of rude but i don't want to say that because i think she's going through a really hard time and her and greg are trying to work through it it just happens to be on camera Mm -hmm. but she is not happy about this reunion um because it is making her look very bad, and the women are coming and attacking her. And she said, everyone knows this. It's not a secret that she is not happy about this reunion. And she says, I brought this on myself because I created the reunions. She is claiming, (laughs) and I don't know if this is true. This might be true. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Nini. That she told Andy we should have a reunion. So that year they had a reunion, and they've had reunions ever since on all of the housewives and all that. So, I mean, did Nini create the reunion? I don't know. Maybe... What do you no. think?
0: I that's a hard no. I would put. I mean, <laughs> as Lisa Vanderpump would say, I say on my children's lives. I don't have children, but I say on my dog's lives. Whatever. <laughs> um, no. Okay. If we go back, I'm somewhat of a Housewives historian. Been there since day one of OC. Um, okay, the first season of Orange County, which was the first franchise ever, mm-hmm. they had. A okay, they didn't call it a reunion at the time. It was in Vicki Gombalson's backyard with the grotto and the <laughs> oh my god, with her fucking pool. And it was her and all the other girls, they were sitting in like bar stool outdoor chairs. It was amazing. They were just chit chatting. The second season of OC, this is still before New York, this is still before Atlanta. That is when the very first real reunion happened in a soundstage on the couches, whatever. And Andy Cohen said, "Welcome to the Real Housewives of Orange County reunion." So that happened before Atlanta, and then we had New York before Atlanta. New York was the second franchise, so they had the season one reunion where Alex McCord's naked.
1: Mm-hmm. naked came f- yeah, that was big deal. You know?
0: amazing and ramona was all like shy and pretending that she was you know such a prude um and then i can't remember was atlanta the third franchise or jersey
1: i think atlanta became before jersey um but i mean i agree with you i don't think nini created this at all i think nini's saying like oh atlanta should have reunion so i started the atlanta reunions like no bitch this was like (laughs) already in the cards because i was about to say the same thing i was about to be like OC was first and OC had yeah. their stuff come out first and they didn't ha- like you said they didn't have the real reunion for a season but the second season it was good right. and going like and that was what right. the idea came from OC right. is tried and true so if Nini wants to fight with Vicky Nikki might throw not not Nikki Vicky might throw a lawsuit at yeah. Nini I just combine <laughs> them together Nikki Nikki is Vicky and Nini together which honestly oh I'd God. be terrified of those two Oh my Ugh, gosh! No, I feel I'm sorry. bad for
0: Vicky's attorney. I mean, that person—Jesus, that person—I hope is—I don't know—getting some a good retainer at least. But I want to know if has has Andy Cohen commented on any of this because I feel like Andy needs to step in and say, um, "Bitch, I created the fucking." <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Well, I know I don't think Andy has responded to this yet. Andy is the thing with that's happening with Nene and Andy right now, it's really weird because she's saying, like, stuff about, like, Instagram following and Twitter followers, and he's saying stuff back, and it was, like, not really, like, a fight, but you can tell, like, the blood's not good between them. And, mm-hmm. and especially at this reunion, I mean, Nene's, like, you're painting me as the villain when it's really Cynthia, who, I mean, yeah, Cynthia got caught saying that she knew that Kenny was coming after she claimed that she didn't know, and, yeah, she was stirring the pot. But, like, I really don't think Cynthia is, like, a villain, I think maybe Cynthia f- plays into the group a bit, and, you know, can be a little bit catty and petty, but like, that's her job. Like she's a housewife.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Nini just, you know, it, and this is Nini and Vicky are, I think very similar in this way that they both, and this is, this is just my opinion. This is my opinion. Um, That they both kind of have trouble Owning their fuck-ups and admitting when they may be misstepped or wrong. So I don't think – I mean, whatever. I think that's just Nini's – that's her, you know, jam. That's her whatever. So I don't know. But, yeah, it is, it is funny.
1: <laughs> I mean, we're going to see how the rest of this reunion plays out because it's already off to a hot start. Now, I don't think Nini's going to come back for Atlanta next season. But let's – Let's end the gossip, let's end the drama, and let's get into the last part of this week in Bravo, which is probably my favorite part, which is hot and bravoed moment of the week. And this is the moment on Bravo. This didn't happen in the outside world. This is what happened on our TV screens that this week that caught your attention the most, was your favorite scene or moved you in some kind of way that made you hot and bravoed. So, <laughs> Jessica, these are the three nominees this week, and you have to choose your favorite one. So, we have Raquel and James failed. Poppy shower invites made on Instagram story. We have Camille Grammer talking about Lisa Vanderpump's teeth and receding gums, and we have Sonya Morgan's <laughs> Berkshire's breakdown because of the Morgan family name. So, which of these moments was most memorable and got you hot and bravoed this week?
0: I have to go with Camille versus LVP. I fucking love myself some Camille Grammer. I felt like this week's Camille was very much a nod to the Camille of the past. I know she was, you know, hailed the most ha- hated housewife. And I wasn't really a huge fan of her the first season either, but now I'm a huge Camille fan, and I, you know, did a deep dive and researched Lisa Vanderpump's teeth, and <laughs>
1: I... Ble- you're searching look- Brooks' teeth. You're searching Lisa's teeth. You have like this teeth fetish, I think. Like, <laughs> I know, are I you know. a dental hygienist? Like, I, are you? D- I
0: am not a dental hygienist. I have had a lot of um, oral surgery. So have,
1: I, have- I. I. I've had a lot of work done on my mouth too. So I understand. Teeth are the first thing I notice.
0: <laughs> um, I am cl- I am actually currently doing Invisalign because I did not listen to my orthodontist when I was a teenager, and I did not wear my retainer after I got my braces off. So as my father is very proudly said, you did not listen to me. And no, I did not dad. And now I'm having to do Invisalign, which of course I'm having to pay for myself. And so, yes, my dad told me so he was right. I was wrong. Um, but yes, I'm looking at this picture of LVP and it's, it's obvious that she has gotten veneers, um, which listen, I'm probably going to have to get to just cause I have, uh, what do you call it? An enamel problem. But anyways, um, her, her before teeth, they don't look that bad. I can't really see her gum line. I mean, her, her before teeth don't really look that bad, but it's obvious she did get veneers. But that being said, I just, and I was talking about this with, um, with Grant the other day, like, listen, I think, okay, if we if we weren't talking about housewives, if this was just a regular group of girls, like that's the kind of shit you say about other girlfriends. Like it's just, I don't think she was being malicious about it. I think, you know, she had had a couple drinks and she just, what I don't think it was that bad. I think other people, you know, I've said stuff about girlfriends like, Oh my God, did you see her new nose job or whatever? I don't know. Something like that. And you just, it's gossip. I don't think it's that bad. So I, I know she did issue an apology on Twitter, Um, Because I'm sure the LVP army came after her.
1: Yeah, which is a whole other drama. I'm so over the LVP army.
0: (laughs) The LVP army is, I mean, it's intense. It's almost like the Scientology army that comes after (laughs)
1: Comparable. Honestly, they're both following a a a false god, Zenu. Zenu in the LVP. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm gonna have everyone coming after me. So here we go. That just dug myself in the Here we go. Um, but I mean, I have to agree. I mean, Camille did say she made it up and she was it was a joke in bad taste, and Lisa said thank you. But then she's still-I saw Lisa still like tweeting at people, she's like, Yes, she said it was made up, like it was not. Funny. Like, still trying to fuel the fire. I'm so over Lisa. I think Lisa's totally, like, a mess right now. I love her. I love the Vanderpump brand. But, like, I'm not a fan of her this season. I'm not a fan of how she's acting um, outside yeah. of it. But, I mean, to each their own. Um, but I have to say, I think my favorite hot and bothered moment of the week has to be Raquel and James failed puppy shower invite. Because when I realized it was an Instagram story just printed, I <laughs> – just about died. I was like, this is the bare minimum. Like this they, – they posted this on their Insta story. No one responded and saw it. So they printed out the Insta story to give to people to be like, you might have missed this on my feed, but I'm having a party that you don't want to come to.
0: I mean, the fact that you couldn't even get it together to do a fucking paperless post.
1: I mean, but- Yeah. <laughs>
0: really <laughs> it's not
1: that hard there's so many other ways to handle this and they handled it in the most like crazy millennial way and that's coming from a millennial like that's too far like the only thing they could have done more is like hand out jewel pods like with the invitations like inviting people to come to the party like that would have <laughs> been the cherry on top but oh, i just no. wanted to say thank you so much for coming on today it was so much fun to do this week in bravo with you
0: oh my god thank you so much for having me i had the best time i, 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 I had the
1: best time i'm gonna have to have you on and we're gonna have to do this again and you should come to the studio come to the 818 i drive out here sometimes we'll have to do soul (laughs) cycle um i absolutely had the best time with you jessica remind the listeners how to follow you again and where to find you and all that goody stuff
0: Yes. So I would also love to have you on my show sometime. I love having people on and chatting. And um, so, yeah, it's the Real Housewife of the West Side podcast. Again, you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, and on Instagram at the Real Housewife of the West Side, all spelled out, and Twitter at RHO West Side,
1: too. And if you guys aren't already, make sure you guys are subscribed to Hot and Bravo on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music iTunes, or Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. That's hot and bravoed. And you guys can also follow me by searching at Eddie underscore Strada. And that's on Twitter and Instagram too. Jessica, thank you again. I would love to come on your podcast. You'll have to come back to ours. And I just I had the best time with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll see you guys next time.